0: You know when we first were engaged one of the biggest concerns I had was that Selena would make me sign a prenup because <laughs> I just married her for her money <laughs> this is so she's I'm I'm a gold digger
1: <laughs> <laughs> jokes, on jokes on him jokes on him cuz I was not rich at all.
0: <laughs> Neither was I. Well, I don't know. My janitor's salary. I mean, I was bringing home the bacon. You
1: were bringing home the bacon.
0: The literal bacon that people would throw hey, in the garbage.
1: Hey, God gave you that job when we, right when we needed it. So. No,
0: absolutely. My um, bacon was delicious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about whether or not a Christian couple should get mm-hmm. a prenuptial agreement uh, before they get married. Or if you have one in place, maybe we would hopefully... Encourage you to question that (laughs) decision. (laughs) Talk about it. Uh, The caveat here is that um, we will be talking about divorce uh, at some level, but we're talking about it uh, from the standpoint of you getting married, like a new couple getting married and already considering uh, what will happen if there's a plan B, like this is the plan B, right? This is is, what if we get divorced? You know, there's that question. And so we're not talking about it as –
0: Which we're not saying ask that question. What if we get... Let's get into the episode. We'll see you on the other (laughs) side.
1: Truth be told, we have done an episode on this before, but it was one of our first episodes ever. Uh, And it was... Yeah, yeah, it was like number like 36 or something. That's why you couldn't find that rundown. (laughs) It's a long time ago. It was a long time ago. However... Uh, it did come in as a question from a viewer. They were wondering. Yeah. Or a listener. We we didn't have yeah. viewers at that point. But
0: this came in again, though. I know it did. Yeah. It came in again through somebody writing into our website. Mm-hmm. So if you're not aware, we haven't mentioned it in a while, but uh, fiercemarriage.com is the site where we put all of our marriage resources on there. If you go to fiercemarriage.com slash, I think it's ask. Is that what it was? ASK. Yeah. Uh, that was a point of contention early on. You have to <laughs> really pronounce that K. <laughs> um, there's a form there where you can submit questions. And uh, it's on our website. We just haven't mentioned it on the website and on the podcast in a while. So we got this question that came through to the website. and I was going to mm-hmm. read it. Um, it c- comes from a gal named Heather. And so Heather said this, Help, I'm crazy in love with and about to marry someone I love very much. He's 50 years old. I'm 49 he's a widower i'm divorced so second marriage for both of us except the other day we were talking about legalities uh, the legalities and estate planning and he essentially told me that he had been planning to have me sign a prenup uh he's he's since changed his mind so good good man He's since changed his mind and has had different papers drawn up but i'm having a hard time getting his uh, getting past his original intentions how do i get past this hurt it doesn't even seem rational but it's there nonetheless. And she's saying that her her hurt being hurt doesn't seem rational because he changed his mind. I don't think it's irrational to be hurt after that because it did it reveal something about his intentions. So for the sake of this episode, we're gonna set aside the that there's a remarriage question in there as well. Okay. We're gonna set that aside because we really just want to talk about the the prenup, the what a prenup is, mm-hmm. what it hopes to accomplish. Um, And and why, okay, we're just going to say it right out the gate, why we think it's antithetical to biblical marriage. So uh, anyway, those questions do come in. We're addressing a question here today, and that happens to be the question. So the question remains, is a prenuptial agreement, is that okay?
1: Yeah. Is that something that Christians should uh, participate in? And uh, let's just define some of our terms here. So a prenup, according to the dictionary, is an agreement made by a couple before they marry concerning the ownership of their respective assets should the marriage fail. So,
0: Which is why you made me sign one, because of all your assets. I did
1: (laughs) not. I have not made me sign anything. So do we know what a prenup is? There's the definition. Uh, Do we understand its purpose? Mm -hmm. Uh, What does the Bible say about it? Because I think sometimes we can as Christians take these things too lightly, just add it to the stack of paperwork of getting married, like we're combining accounts, we're doing these things, it's just kind of like a checklist thing. But uh, I think that we should, and maybe I'm minimizing it in my Mm. own head, but I do think that uh, we run the fear of underestimating the impact of this type of decision, which sounds like may have been the case with this couple. I, I, I mean, he changed his mind, I think.
0: So he probably had, so Heather, speak to you directly he he probably had some some people in his life that had seen him become a widower they're concerned with the wealth that he's amassed and they're seeing another woman come into his life and they're saying well aren't you going to protect yourself i mean you don't know like you don't know the motives of this they don't they don't know you right and so they are questioning right so he they're putting this in his mind or he's getting inputs from somewhere and so he thought okay yeah i guess that makes sense right right and then when had when he had to face the, the actual reality of that decision. Well, that's when he backpedaled and said, okay. And and, and backpedaling is okay. If you learned something, you're updating your knowledge. And Uh,
1: also if, you know, if they are older and one's a widower, how long have they been on their own making decisions on your own? Right. I mean, I think we see this, we got mm -hmm. married really young. And so a prenup was not honestly something we ever thought about. Um, but I do, you do see people getting married later or they, they wait and they've just, maybe they've accumulated more in their career. And so there's more of this kind of, this is mine and I want to protect it. I think like a, a bent or an attitude or default. Uh, I think that the battle becomes a bit harder as you get yeah. older and as you live more life, right?
0: I mean, I could see that it would be more of a. I, see, I think you can only really have that sort of hesitancy if you don't truly understand what biblical covenant and biblical marriage is right?
1: absolutely and there's two ways that you can approach a prenup which we're going to talk about
0: so okay i i just i may want to lay the land here or lay the foundation here when you are engaging or you know agreeing to a biblical marriage mm-hmm. it comes with it rights it comes with it uh, responsibilities mm-hmm. for both sides the, the husband has responsibilities the husband has rights this goes all the way back to the the Israelite people. Mm -hmm. Like if, if, if a husband died like that, his widow had rights and the, the relatives of that husband had an obligation Mm -hmm. that came along with that covenantal arrangement between that, that husband and that wife Mm -hmm. all the way into the new Testament. When Paul talks about, um, you know, do not deny, do not deprive one another of your kind of marital rights. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about intimacy in that sense, but there's other rights there. So the husband has rights and responsibilities. The wife has rights and responsibilities that go along with marriage. Now, when you introduce a prenup into that situation, you've, uh, it's like you're saying you get all these rights and responsibilities, but I'm going to take back some of those. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, that those aren't included in, well, now it's no longer a covenantal biblical marriage. Right. You've changed the nature of the a covenant,
1: right? It's become much more contractual. It's become, right. I mean, think about what it says to you, your spouse or your future spouse. If you, like, I'm committed to you. We're going to get married. I love you. Like, you're yeah. the one for me. Except, like, except, right? And I'm you know, committed we're, until I'm not,
0: yeah. And then I want my stuff <laughs> well, back. <until> you, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what it comes. Absolutely, that's what it comes down Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Um, and and that's like why why you're getting why are you getting married if that's the mindset going mm-hmm. into it. Right. Now again, I applaud this man that we're talking about who raised the question. Yeah, they worked through they it. They worked through it. He he saw the error. Yeah. He turned, um, but if someone is is holding on to this kind of like, no, this is right because I want to protect. Well, like, why are you even getting married? You're not covenantally committing yourself to this person. You Right. It's something else.
1: And I think just an encouragement to Heather. You know, it's. Yeah, it it's hurtful, but we will be hurt in marriage still too, right? And it's mm. it's it's frustrating, and uh, I think that you can't just stew in it, right? We have to go. This is we have to go to our spouse, we have to go to our husband, and say, "I know we've kind of resolved this, but this just keeps coming up in my heart. This just keeps coming up in my. I'm hurt, and how can we work through this? Because I don't want it to fester. I want it. You want reconciliation. You want it to mm. end. You don't want to sit here. Uh, clearly, like she's written that. So, yeah. uh. I think just voicing it and helping you know make sure you're on the same page yeah
0: yeah yeah and try to find that that place of forgiveness again uh forgiveness is a uh you can you can have how do i I say this you can be living in a state of having forgiven somebody without Mm -hmm. feeling the effects of that forgiveness yet it doesn't mean the forgiveness isn't there it doesn't mean you haven't extended it Mm -hmm. it just means that you're still working through the consequences of that action Mm -hmm. so i guess don't let this skew your view of what forgiveness is like you've forgiven him it's done you're not going to hold it against him morally christ is not going to hold it against him morally because you're forgiven it's done now work to get through those emotions Mm -hmm. work Mm -hmm. to get to the effects of that forgiveness which again is that oneness it's that thought that you're not wondering right if he's you know having second thoughts um and i would hope that you'd be encouraged by the fact that he did so quickly turn around so
1: yeah So there's two approaches, of course, to the idea of a prenup. We have the biblical worldview, which we were going to list out a few things. We've already kind of touched on some of them. Uh, But the second one is the secular, more of a pragmatic approach. Um, Again, what what approach, what are you actually saying to your spouse uh, Mm. in these different approaches? We did some research, and we can't even name the article, but it was talking about like 10 reasons why you should get a prenup, okay? So this is the logic and ideas behind why the world thinks you should get those or get a prenup. Uh, Quote, unquote, it shows your partner that you're realistic, responsible, and a forward-thinking person. (laughs) It's an attractive trait and something ladies like to see from men.
0: Okay. I, I hope you see this in me, but I'm so realistic that I don't think it's really going to work. So I'm actually going to, I'm realistic enough to know that this has about eight to 10 years in it. And then I'm going to want, again, I want my stuff back. I want my stuff back. That's just, right. that's, that's so ridiculous. Right.
1: And so uh, I don't know if we should contrast it with the biblical view or if we should just kind of walk through this. But uh, it's, you know, it's a backup plan, right? The safety net, your stuff is kind of spoken for, right? So you're protecting... Oh uh, well, it could so be like trendy. you're protecting like a forthcoming inheritance, right? Like, because there are they said in this thing, there are real gold diggers out there, which is true, yeah. right? There are people that are, um, they want money, and so it's supposed to be a means of protection. And you're just like, but protecting from what? If I'm marrying this person, then there's got to be something. This just doesn't make sense. Well, like, just right? don't get
0: married if you can't like confidently covenant with that person like like no one's making you get married to that like why are you marrying somebody that you can't trust right or that
1: (laughs) well it changes the playing field right because instead of living into this covenantal view which is what we we would advise right with a biblical worldview um you're you're becoming it's becoming more contractual once again right it's Mm. marriage is more of a commodity to you than an actual covenant and relationship with your spouse um it's this attitude of like you will add value to my life so um we should get married, right? Like, you're going to add value. You're going to make me happy. But as soon as you stop adding that value, as soon as you stop, like, yeah. making me happy or you get fat or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why did you look at me? You <laughs> because know I'm, I'm the
1: one. Because I am the one right now because there's a baby <laughs> in here. No. Um, but as soon as you as you stop adding value to my life, then I'm, I'm going to yeah. walk away. So it's very contractual. It's, it's not anything near uh, what the Bible says has purposed for marriage, what the Bible says and instructed us in terms of marriage. So God's design for marriage, the biblical view, unless you have something else you would like to say about the it's more well, secular, pragmatic.
0: Well, I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm still a little bit baffled, but it's just, it's a, it's a not, it's a contra, uh, the objectives are, uh, are contrary to one another, mm-hmm. right? It's like you say, I bought a house, let's build a house right here. And I'm going to build it on this like set of wheels but I want to live here. But I said, I'm actually gonna put on the wheels. Well, why are you putting the wheels there if you want to live here? Well, I, I want, I I just in case. Well, the house is supposed to be here, right? But what it's if like,
1: I don't? <laughs> Sorry, i just thinking of Michael Scott when he's like trying to adopt a baby. It's like, well, I don't even know if I want a kid in nine months.
0: <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that it. Find me a cheaper baby. Go Less find expensive. a cheaper- Less
1: <laughs> expensive. That's,
0: that's a Michael Scott quote. So in other words, like this marriage, if you're not willing to covenant, like. If you're willing, if you're committing to something, but you're adding a prenup to it, it's I'm willing to say it's effectively not, not a biblical marriage. Absolutely. Now there is going to be a covenantal component there, and God will have His own. Like if you stand at the altar and you and you say "I do" and you make the vows, and but the financial piece is out. Okay, so you can still have a marriage with that person. Mm. I just think uh, I. I don't understand why you, I, I don't know. It just, it breaks my brain. I don't understand why you would do that. Yeah. Um. It And, and there's more to marriage than just money. But uh, of course, but I don't understand it. So let's talk about the, do you mm-hmm. want to contrast biblical here. So the it, biblical yeah. um, yeah. side. So <laughs> God's design for marriage is permanent, mm-hmm. right? Uh, ideally.
1: In this life on this earth. In
0: this life. And again, we see in, <clears throat> examples in scripture when, the ideal was not met. Mm-hmm. And so the concession was made among the Israelites. And Moses said that the people, Paul made a concession in, um, in first Corinthians, uh, for when the ideal is not met, but the design of marriage is unchanged. changed. Mm-hmm. Marriage is designed to last between one man and one woman mm-hmm. for their lives, for their lifetime together. Uh, that's what the institution is for. It is effectively permanent. Now it's not permanent in an eternal sense, right? Uh, we don't, marriages don't persist into eternity but that one flesh here and now uh is it's you
1: can't undo it You can't undo it
0: yeah it's one flesh uh when that marriage is consummated and i heard it said yeah i won't get into that but there is an actual when the consummation happens is kind of the ratification of the covenantal bond um anyway where some would say that a marriage up until that point can still be annulled even if it's been a uh it's it's Hmm. it's been ceremonially done Legally done, the consummation of it is when the one flesh union happens. That's Mm -hmm. that's what I've heard some say, um, which is interesting. Regardless, it's not really pertinent to this conversation. (laughs) The nature of marriage is not what is. It's antithetical. It's like oil and water. You can't say everything except something. Right. It's not everything then. Right. It's some of the things, and this is some of the things. It flies in the face of the of
1: covenantal marriage, sacrificial love, uh, forgiveness, marital community, like with one spouse. Right. These are. You're saying that well, if the if it gets too hard, or if there's just not something I can't handle or deal with, and it's it's like okay, well, but but God has ordained and purposed marriage for those very reasons. I feel like to be mm. able to practice forgiveness and to be able to mm. uh, live sacrificially and more holy, right? That's it's a, it's an opportunity opportunity to be sanctified, but we've elevated our pleasure and happiness above everything else. Uh, mm-hmm. wrongfully and so
0: can you like, imagine okay, so marriage is, is meant to be a, a dim reflection of the gospel in a mm-hmm. sense right like the, 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 the church is Christ's bride he's the bridegroom we will be presented to him spotless and blameless mm-hmm. you know, at, at the feast of the lamb like it's, it's this big anal- analogy right can you imagine if, if Christ had a prenup <laughs> with his bride this is why this flies in the face I think of covenant but also in in the face of God's very covenantal nature. Mm-hmm. Because can you imagine if we as believers and if Christ said, "Yeah, it's okay for you to follow me and it's okay for you to leave some of yourself out." Like I don't I want all of you but it's okay. I don't actually mean all of you. I just mean whatever parts of you you're willing to give over to me. Mm. Like that's basically a picture of western evangelicalism at the moment. Mm. Is you'll give Christ what you want to give Christ. It's not about him. It's about you. It's about what you get from him and therefore what you choose to give in return as opposed mm. to him being the king of kings who is demanding every ounce of right, me. the authority, yeah. And so that, well, the and, and the rightful, like he alone is right in mm. demanding that of us. Yeah. So can you imagine if he had a prenup and he said, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to save you. Yeah, you're saved. Yeah. And I'll give you some of the kingdom, but I'll tell you what, the golden streets, those are mine. Keep your grubby paws off of those. <laughs> your grubby paws off. You know, the little the jewels in your crown, like, I'm going to keep those prenup. So you know, if you decide to go apostate, I'm going to take back that salvation. <laughs> like, that's not the God we serve.
1: Right, right. And Malachi 2.16, you know, again, God hates divorce. It's not his ideal mm. plan. It's not his original uh, purpose for marriage, but he is good and gracious. And again, that is a whole nother conversation of uh, remarriage. Uh, so getting into, you know, understanding why people get prenups, um, because they think it's safe. They think, uh, you know, it's, it's actually better to do this. And we're, we're sitting here saying it's not, you're actually not ac- making a full covenant with your spouse when you have a prenup. Um,
0: I would, I want to push back Okay. or not push back, but uh, but agree with that. In that saying, like, so they would think a prenup is safe. And I would just say this, marriage is not safe.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, our covenant is safe, but like the adventure of marriage and that the covenant is here for us to endure and live out Christ-like love and to figure out what that looks like. It's like an arena. Yeah.
1: And enjoy one and another. We, and...
0: But, and there's safety in that. Right. But there, it's not safe in terms of me preserving me the way I am today. Mm-hmm. Like marriage has a way of... Of mortifying your flesh. It has a way of drawing the unrighteousness out, of sanctifying Mm. your soul. And in that sense, it's not safe at all. Mm -hmm. And I think we, we kind of expect that marriage wouldn't be uncomfortable. In any way, it wouldn't actually cost us. Something. Well, especially
1: as you're heading into marriage, right? right. You think that uh, I mean, it's it is such an exciting time. It is a wonderful time. It's beautiful to get like go to a wedding and watch people get married. Um, if you're married, you're also like, this is beautiful. This is wonderful. But you also know the reality of it, right? You're gonna grow. You're gonna be mm. put through the fire, put through the test, and how whatever comes out of you is what's inside of you, and that's okay, and that's good because God is not trying to again, try to just take the best parts of you. He's wanting to come around you. He's wanting to consume you and he wants to make you more holy. And one Mm -hmm. of the ways he does that, honestly, is through marriage and through your spouse. I mean, I don't know that I've practiced more forgiveness with anyone else or practiced more sacrificial (laughs) love with anyone else than my husband, right? I won't take
0: that as an insult.
1: But I've also not experienced, I think, being the most known and fully loved with any other human being on earth than him, right? And so there's, there's these these big ideas and big (laughs) purposes, again, but they have to be held in this covenant. They cannot be in a contractual, uh, Mm. half in, half out sort of agreement. So um, again, getting a prenup, what does this say about what you believe about love? Mm. What does this say about what you believe about the gospel and forgiveness and grace? Uh, Do you have an eternal um, perspective, truly? Or are you kind of just living in the here and now?
0: Yeah, um, think about you know First Corinthians thirteen. Love is patient. A prenup would say love is patient, only to a point. Well, patience mm. and long suffering is is it's something that's by nature of what it is. It's it's got an endless aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Kind. Well, I'm only kind to a point until it costs me something, and then I'm gonna like think about it. Cost me too
1: much that right, I think. Until yeah. it
0: costs me too much. Uh, think about my, um, I'll throw out this example. Mother Teresa, right? What if Mother Teresa, like, was just, she was so kind, she was so kind, she was so kind, but everyone knows, like, once that, once, like, the 20th kid comes up to her, like, she's gonna, she's gonna slap that kid in the (laughs) face. Well, she's, she's, she's reached her her limit of kind, no, like, people wouldn't be saying that Mother Teresa's kind, they'd say, like, she's kind of nice, but she's, at the end of the day, she's kind of a jerk, like, (laughs)
1: Which clearly this, she's not because look at her model. And like right. she never long-sufferingness like, yes. that
0: it doesn't end. So love is those things. Yes.
1: That is real love though. I, I don't think, right. I think the world would say that it's loving for me to get a prenup and to protect both of us. And we're here to say, no, that's not protection. You're just that tricking is. yourself at that point. Yes, using it's all, to it's trick yourself. Absolutely. So uh, I think we just encourage you to fight for your marriage. A prenup is not biblical. Uh, we would encourage any couple, if you have one. Talk about it. Why do you have it? Should you have it? Uh, go to the Bible yourself. Look it up. Ask. Go Go. dive into God's word. It's there for you. Uh, then burn it. And then throw it out and burn it. <laughs> that would be our advice.
0: And enjoy the whole process. Yes. Gosh, there's so much freedom in just knowing that kind of love. Absolutely. Knowing the kind of love that has burned the ships that says, like, listen, sweetheart. <laughs> we're not perfect, but... I know this, I hope to love you better today than I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. And of course that takes a love that is fueled, that is otherworldly, other it's fueled by something outside of me. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's why marriage is so beautiful. That's why we spend our, times talk, our, our time, our days, mm-hmm. talking about marriage is because we believe it's a picture of a bigger truth. And the bigger truth is this, that you are loved mm-hmm. in that way, in an eternal sense. Mm-hmm. You have a God who has loved you, he knows everything that's wrong with you. And still he has called you his own. Mm-hmm. if you place your faith in christ and so we want to invite you into that if you haven't already you know we do this by the time if you've heard a few of our episodes we like to do this at the end of every episode even if you've heard it a thousand times <laughs> hear it again place your faith in christ mm-hmm. daily 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 once and for all let find find the love that you that you uh so desperately need in him um and in doing so be adopted into his family experience that love uh and the, the, uh, the benefits that come along with that so thenewsisgood.com. That's a website we set up for you um, if you want to take your first step down that path. uh, And we'd love for you to do that. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for being the perfect bridegroom Mm. without a prenup, Hmm. without caveat, without us wondering if you will make good on the vows and the promise that you made. That we are a bride that will meet her bridegroom and we will be one. And uh, we don't have to doubt that at all. I pray that you would give us eyes to see your covenantal nature and uh, give us the courage to live out uh, the covenant of marriage biblically, faithfully, without fear, without reserve, without retreat, and therefore without regret. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, thank you so much. If you're still watching, you're still listening, that means you might enjoy the content, which means you may want to check out our partner thing. thing. Yeah. (laughs) So hey, we <laughs> we rely on faithful partners to basically say like this work's important. We want to make sure it continues. If you notice during this episode there weren't any ads. Like we chosen not to put any ads on other than on YouTube. Sorry about that. That's a YouTube thing. But on the podcast side and the audio side, we don't do any ads. Even though we get Selena, we get like something I think between twenty and thirty thousand downloads per episode. And there's mm. about I don't remember the exact numbers, I don't want to exaggerate. I'm gonna say twelve thousand new downloads a day across mm. all the episodes. Wow. Uh, That's by the grace of God. And if you want to be part of that ministry, part of that effort, um, you can do that. Just go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. There's some options there for you. There are benefits, but we ask you to pray about it and obediently go if the Lord leads you. Uh, That's it for this week, uh, this episode of Fierce Marriages. In the can. See you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.